Okay, have you got a wine, Emma? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> and I feel like that's a mistake. Can I just grab one real quick? Okay. Welcome to the Electric Rodeo. I'm Emily Wrights, and I am with, as always, the wonderful Emma Hewitt. Yay! And Hi, what's everyone. Emma's nickname? <laughs> All together, the Queen the of, queen of Anal. Anal. <laughs> and today, I get to shine like a bright, shiny star, because we're talking about how to prep for anal play. Uh, any type of anal play, whether that's a little finger by yourself, a toy, a partner, a penis, whatever you want, um, the rules are pretty much the same for all of those. So we're going to just run you through what to do to make sure that you're feeling good, you're feeling comfortable, um, hopefully you're nice and relaxed because that really helps too, and you just can have a nice time because it's quite a scary topic for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's like you see the reaction from people when you bring up anal and they're like, oh, oh yeah. you know. But then at the same time, we always find when we do events, when we do like questions, um, question boxes where people can ask anonymously, all the questions are about anal. Always. <laughs> yeah. So I think people want to know. They Tell do. The people, they want the information and we're going to give it to them. Yes, we are. Because that's what we're here for. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think, like, there's obviously a stigma for um, anal play with straight couples, Mm. straight cisgender men. um, Because let's face it, a lot of queer people just don't have those hang-ups around um, anal play. Obviously, gay and bi men and men who experiment and... um, trans folks and all that type of thing it's just not that they have already worked out that the booty is a great place to play exactly exactly they got that sorted years ago and the thing is it is it's full of nerve endings um it's the one place on the body that anyone can explore no matter you know what the rest of your anatomy is you know it's like everybody has a butt that's what what B vibe tarts and they're and they're right you know it's just that one area that I don't know people are scared and I guess a lot of it is because of the idea that yeah that is that's where you poop from it and is also I think from. people are worried that it's going to hurt like I think that there's a lot of people who've had not good anal experiences because there's so much um, anal and porn now that it's considered like just a part of any sex act mm, like true. you know and I think that we really want to demystify that idea that anal is like just something you just do with sex because it is not and um it's something that you do need to discuss but it's the same that you need to discuss any sex act so if you're having vaginal penetration you need to be discussing that as well but we live in a society that we're not that big on enthusiastic consent even though we here at electric rodeo (laughs) enthusiastic consent is our jam every week no matter what we're talking about every week and yeah but i think that a lot of people um especially younger people um you know our beloved gen z folks and um you know their hits that having partners who are sort of straight young men who are watching porn and thinking that anal needs no prep yes and that it's just wham bam i'm just gonna do this and i think for a lot of 
young women, it's they're having bad anal mm. experiences. I'm yeah. hearing a lot about that. Um, and I think that for me, you know, I'm 35. I'm a millennial. A millennial. <laughs> And I've been really fearful of anal right. until I started talking to you about it because yeah. I had, I guess, kind of a feminist thing of like, there's no enjoyment for a woman right. in anal. And I don't know where I got that idea from, but mm. I just, I guess I just thought, well, we don't have the pee spots, so we wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. And that's understandable. But, um, and uh, do you know what? I. I knew that there were lots of nerve endings and things, and a lot of those are really close to the opening of the of the anus. So a lot of that is like quite compact around that area. But what I actually only recently found out was that the reason that a lot of um, women, you know, like a lot of women really love anal and prefer it to like vaginal sex or they can even have an anal orgasm. And that's actually because for a lot of, it depends on your anatomy, but a lot of people feel clitoral stimulation indirectly through the wall of the anus. So it's just the same as, you know, your your G-spot, as you know, we now know, is just simply simulation of the internal part of the clitoris. And the same thing happens with anal play as well. So if anatomy dependent but if you have the kind of body that this works for then you actually do feel some indirect stimulation of the clitoris and that's why a lot of people are able to have an orgasm just from that kind of stimulation regardless if you're touching the external part of the clitoris which is wild like I had no idea it's so great and I mean I think you know I only recently have to word this carefully um tried a bit of you know and I really I really loved it I really was surprised at how much I loved it it was a completely incredibly different sensation like nothing I've ever felt before and when you're like 35 and you think oh I've done most things Mm. sexually you know like I'm well I haven't done most things sexually but I feel like I'm not vanilla I'm not quite like kinky I guess I'm in the middle um but I was like wow this is amazing but my husband was not into it so it's not like something I think that for a lot of people there are just real hang-ups around like a lot of us have like religious hang-ups societal expectations around it like you know what does it mean you know we're very good as a society at shaming people around what sexual practices they enjoy and don't enjoy and let's just say I've been on this journey of sexual self-discovery for a lot longer than my husband (laughs) and that's okay that's yeah but that's okay because we're all different and we're all on our own journeys and I think the important thing is not to pressure no matter what whether you're the person who's like get in my booty (laughs) or whether you're the person who's like I really don't think I want this yet or I don't want this at all or whatever and that's fine you don't you can have these conversations that's the good thing like as long as you're both open if you're in a relationship about what you want and you can find like a nice medium ground so if someone doesn't want to put their penis in your butthole that's fine because there are so many other things that you can put in there. <laughs> yeah, so many other options. And we'll and talk I mean, about some of those later. And especially, like, I really want to, you know, we're going to actually go into um, into the butt. <laughs> we're we're going to go into the butt. Um, yeah, Emma's going to explain. 
Yeah, Ian's going to take us on a trip down the butt. But before then, I just want to give a shout out for the Satisfy plugs because they are cute. They are little. They are perfect for, you know, I have I have the plugs and they're the only sort of butt toys I have at the moment. Mm, yeah. Very entry level. I have I have some beads, but I've been too scared to try them yet. Oh, because I'm going to talk about beads later because that's my one that I'm like, yes, everyone should try it. <laughs> they're just so long. I'm like, how do they all, you know, but anyway. And then I just kind of get this picture of like a Beyblade or something when they get pulled out and you're like... <laughs> been across the room anyway okay all right Emma tell us go for gold get in there girl um I've made this enormous list so I was like this will be a nice short one so hopefully I don't just cut me off if I'm going on and on um so how to prep for anal play of any form um the first one is going to be controversial because I know that some people really hate this. But if you're with a partner, you kind of got to schedule this in. Okay, so I know that some people are like, oh, I don't want to schedule sex. It ruins the spontaneity. But there's a lot of different factors that come into play with having a really nice anal experience. So I do recommend, even if it's a couple of hours, but just like you need, the first part of prepping is to prep. Like you need to prepare and schedule it in. Okay, um, and then also you're going to want to think about your body and how your body is working before you dive into any of this stuff as well. If you are someone that you know that there are foods and or like drinks like coffee or anything, if that kind of sets you off, if you're one of those people that you have a coffee, you go to poop, then I recommend just not touching any of those foods or drinks for like maybe even the full day if you're prepping to, if you're planning to do it in the evening just try and avoid those things because you want to make sure that your body's really healthy that it's working in the way that you know if something's going to happen and if things gonna, are going to be fine um so just be very aware of yourself and what you're eating and drinking and make sure you go to the toilet that day as well i'm really sorry but we have to talk about poop if we're talking about <laughs> we can talk place. about poop we I, know, are adults. I know it just feels weird we even like adults. the word poop i'm like are you a child like poop is such a <laughs> little word but um you need to just go to the toilet ideally at least like a like an hour beforehand um if you haven't gone to the bathroom that day then maybe playing with your butt is not such a good idea um you do not want to be putting anything in there if something is also maybe wanting to come out it's not going to go so well for you um and obviously before you get started and it doesn't matter if you're doing this by yourself or you're playing with a partner as well but you should really have a, a good shower just before you go and just make sure that everything is nice and clean because a lot of it just comes down to actually feeling comfortable you're Anal muscles, the sphincter muscles are really, really strong and they react to how you're feeling. So if you're feeling tense in your body, if you're feeling nervous, they're going to tense up and you're probably not going to be able to do what you want to do. So you just need to make sure that you're feeling as relaxed as possible. And for a lot of people with anal play, that just simply comes down to cleanliness. So jump in the shower, have a scrub, get, make sure you're smelling all nice and lovely and just like feeling relaxed as well. So take some deep breaths in the shower if you want to. Um, if you're going to be playing with a partner, that's kind of a nice place to start too, to like have a shower together, um, get yourself all all soapy and lovely and and feeling good now there's douching 
you don't have to douche. To douche or not to douche. <laughs> um, a lot of people have some strong opinions about this. Um, it's really up to you. So if you don't know what douching is, it's kind of a whole big topic in itself, but basically it is something that allows you to enter some warm water up into your body and then you expel it out and it just kind of cleans everything out really well. It's absolutely non-essential and again, this is just another thing that is completely based on your comfort level so if you are really concerned and if you really want to be as clean and as fresh as possible then maybe you do want to try a douche and we'll we'll link uh, to some articles about how to do that and how to pick a douche if you want one but you really don't need to the thing about the body is as long as you're healthy and you're going to the bathroom frequently then poo isn't actually stored in the anal canal itself it's stored up higher so in most cases like beyond the reach of like toys and penises unless you're playing with like an enormous toy or an enormous penis penis so you don't really need to worry too much about that but if you want to then you can I personally do because I am like my head races a lot and so I start worrying about all that stuff and I can't relax so I do use one um but you absolutely don't have to like have you do you me no I don't even do any prep the time that I did it I just think well because I don't think I was quite willing to admit to like you know we talk I talk a lot about like oh how do you how to talk to your partner about fantasies or what you want to do and I always make it sound like it's super easy but it's not I'm just like anybody else I get like a bit shy I'm a bit like oh what will he think if I ask to do that and um so yeah I kind of was like I did that other thing that you're not really meant to do which was kind of spring it in the moment I did all the things that you're not meant to do the all the things that I say on this podcast not to do but I think like I'd had a few drinks which is another thing you shouldn't do but I just I don't know I was feeling really I was having just a we were having a really great time and I was a bit like put it in my bit yeah but you've also been married for a really long time we have you know I think that there's kind of a difference between being with someone that you don't know and just like springing it on them and then being with someone that you do explore that kind of stuff with anyway yeah, I felt very much like he could say no. Yeah, exactly. And he could, you know. And I think, but I don't know, it just felt like, I think if I had have been like, I want to do this, I want to prep and all that, I think that he probably would have said no. <laughs> You're giving him too long to think it through. like. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Please forgive me for actually doing the opposite of the advice I give every week. I mean, I think that the, the key takeaway from that is... You know, you've got your goals of where you want to be in terms of how you approach um, sex and sexuality. And even those of us who consider ourselves pretty onto it on this stuff and actually give advice can still be away from that. You know, like, I mean, I know that things like soft bondage, that type of thing is really something that I've been like, hey, I think I would like to do this. Mm. Why don't we take some time and have a think about whether we want to do it? And that type of thing, and we're really clear. But this was just in the moment, like, oh, I 
I think I've wanted to do this for a while and I don't know. Now's the time. (laughs) Don't do what I did. But I mean, at the same time, I think it's just, you know, you you have your goals of where you want mm. to be with um exactly. with how you communicate yeah. not goals around what you will do sexually i don't mean it like that i just mean it like how you will communicate sexually and we all have hang ups around like i still feel a bit like oh my gosh i'm talking on a public podcast about anal <laughs> and like we talk about this all the time mm. you know and i'm really open about things but you still have this part of you that's like oh you know i think anal is is that real big stigma? I mean, we haven't even got to, like, ass eating. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we will. <laughs> no, that's so true. It's funny because even... <laughs> okay, a little disclaimer. Even though Emily calls me the queen of anal, um, we, have, we like a bit of booty play, but we are not... Um, me and my partner, we're not, like fanatics it's not like every time we're doing this like the first time that he heard me get called the queen of anal and he was like um so we're gonna start living up to that name like what's going on (laughs) what have you been telling people and I was like yeah you know what I'm working on it you know everything is just like steps and you get to take away what you want from these conversations and apply them to your life however they fit. You know, it's like even with the douching and stuff. If it's, it's about what makes you feel comfortable. It's about what you're happy to do and what you're comfortable with. And that's the only reason that you do or don't do that step. Like, and Yeah, and I think that when it comes down to it, we are just two women sort of muddling through trying to work things out with a base of education behind us from um that's from working in an adult toy retailer for a long time but I think that when it comes down to it we're still people that are just trying to try new things and see what we're doing I mean I know that you know we often go oh hardcore stuff handled by Emma (laughs) (laughs) anal stuff handled by Emma I had a bondage cross once (laughs) yeah and Kegel balls handled by Emily because she's got a crap pelvic floor. So, you know, I think that hopefully the idea is that we are not any different to you guys. Mm. We're all on this journey together trying to try new things. And I think sometimes when you hear people talk really confidently about things, you assume that they're far more confident than yeah. what they actually are. But what you do, what you should know is that we are coming from at least a place of knowing what is safe and what isn't and that's your starting point for any sexual activity or anything that you're choosing to do is coming from that place of communication and safety yeah exactly exactly beautifully spoken Emily with real confidence (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm just the queen of communication I want to be queen of anal. That's way better. No, you're queen of communication now. That's your new name. I'm going to make you a lovely brooch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. This is totally left field, but did you know they call Harry Styles the king of consent? And that made me like him. Do they know? Yeah, they call him the king of consent. Like, Mm. have you seen that video clip of him with the watermelon? No. no, you should look at Watermelon, oh, what's it called? Watermelon Sugar. It's like a song about eating out. 
in, <laughs> yeah, no, no, like eating out of woman, and I guess it tastes like watermelon oh, sugar. Right. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, but apparently that the models that were with, with him on the video clip, clip, which if you watch the video clip, it's quite horny. It's it's like an Instagram soft porn, like you know when Erica Lust movies kind yes. of go a bit too lean into the Instagram model territory. It's very much like that. Right. Okay. Um, but they said that he asked before he touched a model's hair. Wow. Which I thought was very respectful. <gasps> and yeah, then was like very him. said right at the beginning that he wanted everyone to be comfortable and to say if they didn't feel comfortable and oh, blah, blah, wow. blah. So. Yeah. Good on you. So Harry. Good Harry Styles. Amazing. So, I really thought that out of all of the One Direction boys, he would be the worst in bed because I actually rated them all in my head as to who would be. But actually now he's going just below Zane. I don't know enough about these boys. I'm just pretending. Yes, I, I know only who know because about. I've got kids. Yeah, true. <laughs> Okay. You've rated them all in your head so. about who would be the best and worst in bed. <laughs> yeah, because what else am I going to do when I'm watching their video clips over and over again? Except now That's they're grown up. Now they're yeah, grown they up. Are. So the kids only listen to like the old stuff of Aww. like, you know, with terrible messaging. Like, has anyone told you you're beautiful because a girl doesn't exist unless a man tells oh, her she's beautiful? Well, that's just anyway. classic. Anyway... <laughs> Okay, I think that wraps up our anal talk, does it? Um, hang on, lube. Oh, lube. Yes, we didn't talk about we lube. We have to talk about lube as well. No matter what you're doing, use lube and just use mountains of it, whichever one you want. So it doesn't matter what you use, no. just use a lot. Just use a lot. Obviously, a silicon or an oil-based lube is going to be thicker, but it's harder to then kind of clean that up afterwards. Water-based lube is a really good starting point, but just use mountains and mountains of it. Um, and as a personal recommendation, if you do want to try an oil lube, Boy Butter is fantastic. And you can get it in a container that looks like actual butter which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you're at putting the lube in, do you recommend just using fingers or? So whichever one you're using, I recommend applying it to the outside of the body and as much inside as you can. So whether that's with like a little finger or just try and get it in there a little bit. And then if you're using a toy, Put mountains of lube onto the toy. If you're going to be using a finger for insertion, again, put heaps on there. Penis, same rules. Whatever you're using, heaps on there. And then also as much around the booty hole itself as you possibly can. There are things called lubricant launches, which I have never used and I do kind of want to because I think it just sounds, it's just a fun name for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they have a little nozzle. And so you kind of like insert it into the booty hole and squeeze and then you get a lovely amount of lube inside the butt yeah. hole as well, which is fun. Um, and I mean, it, I think that's probably actually really good for beginners if you are nervous about it. Because I was thinking, like, you would want to start with, like, lubing up inside mm. with a finger or something before you yeah. went for anything bigger. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And just start small, whatever you're doing. If you are intending to use anything like a butt plug, if you're going to be using something that is bigger than your finger, then you should still be starting the warm-up with your finger. Um, because you want to be really comfortable the whole time. You 
need to loosen up those muscles. You need to try and relax as much as possible. And a little pinky or something like that is just a really nice entry point into anal play. Um, and if you are using toys, please remember no base, no trace. Your booty muscles will try and clench around things. So make sure that you have something that has a flared base at the bottom or a retrieval cord. Um, and we'll add some information below this little podcast about what we're talking about there and how to make sure that you're using a product that's actually safe for anal play because not everything is. Obviously, if you've got a body part, it's attached to the rest of the body. So that's fine. The body is the flared base in that situation. Exactly. That's really good advice, Queen of Anal. Oh, thank you. Um, so also, if you have any other questions about anal or anything else, flick us an email um, at emily at adulttoymegastore.co.nz and we will answer your questions yeah. on the next episode. And so, also give us a follow on our Facebook page and our Instagram, which we have now changed to Electric Rodeo Podcast. So search us out, give us a follow, um, send us any messages, and we'll try and answer any questions or anything like that in future pods. Yeah. And you said, and also, and I thought you said, and also. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we love you. We're going to leave you until next week. Whoop, whoop. See you later. Off.